This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue with a series called How God Turns Setbacks into Comebacks. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Now, if you know someone who needs some encouragement right now, be sure to invite them with a text or a phone call to listen along with you. But first, studies have shown the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. But it's not always easy to be thankful. That's why Pastor Rick developed the power of gratitude. It's a special interactive Bible study to help you grow your gratitude. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. If you want, you can just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 for more information. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Here's Pastor Rick with the final part of a message called, When a Setback Isn't Your Fault. God's purpose for my life is greater than any storm I'll ever go through or any setback that I'll ever go through. And that gives me hope. That's what we read in the next verse, Psalm Acts 27, verse 24. And Paul says this, God's angel said to me, don't be afraid, Paul, for you will certainly stand before Caesar. You know, it probably didn't look like that when they're out there in the middle of the ocean and 14 days of black darkness and can't see the sun, can't see the moon, can't see stars. But God says, don't be afraid, Paul. You will, not might, you will, not hope, you will certainly stand trial before Caesar. That way he's going to get to share his testimony with the emperor of the Roman Empire. Now, what's more, God in his goodness Paul says, has granted, uh, the, uh, the angel says to Paul, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone else sailing with you. Did you get that? Nobody's going to die, even though there's going to be shipwrecked, because they're with Paul. And on behalf of Paul's faith, he said, everybody else is going to make it with you. Now think about this. If God's presence is always with me, it means that storms and setbacks cannot separate me from the love of God. But if God's purpose is always in in uh, in 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 uh, full uh, work, then storms and, and and setbacks cannot change God's purpose for your life. Okay, I, I don't care what you're going through right now, or what you've already gone through, or what you're going to go through tomorrow. It's not going to change God's purpose for your life. God has no plan B. God says, I'll fit that into the purpose too. Yep, that too. Even my dumb decisions, yes. Even somebody else's dumb decisions, yes. I'll fit that into the purpose. So we have the purpose of God. We have the presence of God. And then there's the third anchor that'll give you hope in a storm or in a setback. And it's the promises of God. And here's the third thing you need to do when you're heading into a storm, when it looks like your ship's about to crack up, I remember that God's promises can be trusted. That's what the Bible says in the next couple verses in Acts 27. I remember that God's promises can be trusted. Verse 25 and 26, Paul says this. So keep, he's talking to the crew, to the soldier, or to the sailors. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will all turn out just as God has promised. 
Where's his faith? Not in the ship, not in the captain, not in the pilot, not even in the boat. Where's his faith? I have faith in God that it'll all turn out just as he has promised. And then he adds on, by the way, parenthetically, nevertheless, we're all going to be first be shipwrecked on some island. Okay, and you get this? He said, I, I, I know God's going to take care of us. None of us are going to die. He's promised it. But first, we're all going to be shipwrecked on some island. It actually ends up being the island of Malta. Now, this is very important. Notice this if you're in a storm right now. God has not promised to save your ship. He hadn't promised that. He has promised to save you. You may lose the ship. In fact, they did in this case. That's not nearly as important for God to save your ship, to save your job or whatever else you're thinking of, but he will save you. Now, I want you to look at the next verse there on your outline. Acts 27, verse 32 to 30, uh, 30 to 32 says this. At one point, the sailors tried to abandon the ship, thinking their lifeboat would save them. Are you getting this? But Paul said, you'll all die unless you stay with the ship. So the soldiers cut the ropes and let go of their lifeboat. Oh man, is this significant. What is the meaning of this in your life today? He says, you're all gonna die unless you stay with the ship. But if you go out there with your little lifeboat and what you put your trust in to save you, uh, it, it, that's, that's not gonna work. He's saying, you gotta let go of your lifeboat. So let me ask this question. What man-made puny little lifeboat have you been holding on to for your security? Some of you have been holding on to the way you look. Your appearance is your lifeboat, but you're not gonna have that forever. Some of you have been holding on to your money, but you're not gonna have that forever. Some of you have been holding on to your uh, academic ability or your athletic ability, but you're not gonna have that forever. You're putting your faith and trust in something that can be taken away from you, which means you don't really have security. To have true security, you must put it in something that can never, never be taken from you. What's your little lifeboat? What have you been holding on to for your security? These guys think this giant ship's cracking up, but we'll be saved by jumping in this little lifeboat. Yeah, right. What's the logic of that? You see, what have you been thinking would save you? Your good works? Your nice personality? I'm sure you're a nice person. But only Jesus can save you. O only Jesus can be your savior. But for Jesus to save you, listen, you got to first let go of your man-made lifeboat. Just like these guys did. Okay, we're going to put our total trust in God. We're not going to hold on and say, this little boat's going to save us. The big one didn't save you. Why do you think the little one's going to save you? It's not much use on a violent ocean. But the safest place to be is always right in the center of God's will. Even if you're in the middle of a storm, if you're in the center of God's will, that's where you need to be. It's safe there, even in the eye of a hurricane. 
So today, I want to urge you to let go of anything and everything that you think might be saving you. And just turn to Christ, the only true Savior. He's the only one. Now, I want you to notice what happens next. Acts 27, verse 34 and 36. It says, then, after all this had happened, Paul said, okay, everybody, please eat something for your own good. They hadn't eaten for days. Tells us that a couple verses earlier. He says, please, everybody, eat something. You're going to need some strength. We're going to get ready to go swimming here. And then Paul says, he, it says, he took some bread. He gave thanks to God before all of them. In other words, he publicly blessed it, prayed for it, expressed gratitude to God. And it says, and he ate it. And it says, then everyone was encouraged. Did you know that there is incredibly great encouraging power in gratitude? When Paul said, you guys, you need to eat something, and he blesses it and he expresses gratitude, it says it encouraged everybody. Your attitude of gratitude with people all around you will relax them even when they're in the middle of a storm and their boat is cracking up and falling apart. And when they're fearful, when you express gratitude to God, they will be encouraged. Think about this. The ship and everything all around them is falling apart piece by piece. It's being battered by the waves, but they're trusting these three anchors and they're waiting for daylight. Now, this great chapter uh, ends with an amazing comeback. Look at the last verses. In verses 45 and 46, it says this, when daylight came, some of you have been waiting for daylight. You've been in the dark for so long. It says, when daylight came, the officer ordered those who could swim to jump overboard and start swimming to the island. As I said, it, it's the island of Malta. It says the rest of these people grabbed, who couldn't swim, grabbed pieces of wood from the broken ship to float on because they don't know how to swim. But it says, notice this, this is the Bible. Everyone made it safely to shore. Do you realize that everybody on that ship was saved because of Paul? Did you realize that God wants to use you in the same way with the people in your life who are battling storms and battling setbacks and battling suffering? And right now, I dare you to let God use you. Let, let him use you in hospitality to help people who are going through storms and setbacks right now, and that because of your influence, they will be saved, just like everybody else on that ship was saved because Paul was on that ship and he trusted God. I want you to bow your heads with me right now. Would you do that? Just bow your head. Let me just ask you to consider a couple questions before we close. How about this one? Do you ever feel like you're drifting? You feel like, you know, you're, you don't have a purpose, you don't have a direction, you don't have a goal, you don't have a dream. You just feel like you're drifting through life. External for forces are just tossing you back and forth. Or maybe you've been tempted to discard, to throw it all away, to throw away a job, to throw away a relationship, to throw away a dream throw away a marriage, throw away a responsibility? Are you tempted to just throw it all away? How about, is there anything causing despair in you 
this weekend, today. Maybe, maybe you got a financial condition. Maybe you got a, an illness that you're facing, and that's a storm. That's a setback. You've got a health setback. Or, or, or maybe your relationship, friendship, marriage headed for the rocks. Don't give up. Don't be afraid. Just hold on to these three truths. God is always with me. He's standing by my side. I can't see him. I can't always feel him. But it's not about feelings. It's not about seeing. It's about reality. And if you learn to realize that he's aware and that he cares and that he'll be there, that'll give you strength. God's presence, God's promises, God's provision, God's power, God's peace, all of these things come when we trust his son, Jesus Christ. Now, as we close with our heads still bowed, I, I want to challenge you to make a very practical and simple but courageous step of faith. And here's what I want you to do. You maybe have been putting this off for a long, long time. As your public expression of your faith in Jesus Christ, why don't you get baptized today? Why don't you say publicly with your baptism that I'm putting my faith in the presence of Christ and in the person of Christ and in the power of Christ and in the promises of Christ and in the purposes of Christ for my life and my faith in Jesus Christ. I'm saying to the whole world, I'm not going to be ashamed anymore and get baptized today. You'll be saying, I want the world to know that I'm putting my faith totally in Christ. I'm going through some setbacks. I'm going through some storms. My ship may be falling apart, but God says, I'm going to save you. But you do that right now. Let me pray for you. First, in your heart, say, Jesus Christ, I open my life completely to you. I don't understand it all, but I, I want to know you. I want to learn to love you. I I want to have a relationship with you. I don't want to have a religion. I ask you to accept me as a friend and into your family. Now, let me pray for you. Lord, many people are going through tough times right now. Some are having financial setbacks and some are health setbacks and some, who knows, all the different ways that we're dealing with. Help us to not drift, to not discard what's important, to, to not walk away. Help us not to disengage. Help us not to despair, to give up hope, but to trust you to do things that only you can do. I ask you to bless each person who's inviting you into their lives today. And I especially ask you to bless them as they make their public statement by being baptized, Jesus, the way you said for us to do. And may this day be a great day in the lives of people, not just in Southern California, but in all of the places that our church family meets around the world. We love you, and I pray your blessing on these people in Jesus' name. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, and you need to tell somebody. And why don't you tell me? Write to me, 
rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If this message has encouraged you or if God put someone on your mind that needs to hear it, would you share it? You'll be so glad you did. And be sure to let them know that Pastor Rick has a free daily email devotional at PastorRick.com. Rick will be right back in just a moment, but first... Experts have discovered that an attitude of gratitude bolsters your health and happiness. So how do you practice daily gratitude, even when life is tough? Here's Rick to tell you about a Bible study he's developed to help you practice daily gratitude. One of the things that God wants us to do, and he says it over and over in Scripture, is to practice gratitude. Did you know that gratitude is good for us? The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You want to know what God's will is for you right now? It is that you learn gratitude in all circumstances. There's always something you can be thankful for. In fact, I've discovered, and I've read many reports, that experts have told us that gratitude is the healthiest human emotion. Did you know that gratitude makes you more resistant to stress? Did you know that gratitude makes you less susceptible to illness? Did you know that gratitude increases your overall happiness and satisfaction? That gratitude gives your life more meaning and significance? I don't know if you've ever noticed that the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. So I want you to live with the attitude of gratitude, the attitude of thankfulness, Now, I've put together a brand new Bible study called The Power of Gratitude. And in it, you'll find scriptures and teaching and exercises that'll help you develop the habit, cultivate the habit of gratitude. You'll discover how to stay in God's will, how to defeat discouragement, how to conquer complaining, how to reduce stress, and how to experience God's blessing through gratitude. Friends, I want to help you develop a deep and a profound attitude of gratitude. The world is craving people like this, and you will be able to experience all that God has for you. So today, when you partner with me by giving a gift, a financial gift, to Daily Hope, to help us take the certain hope of Jesus to people all around the world, I'm going to have my team send you the power of gratitude Bible study. I just want to say thanks to you. I want to be grateful for you. You know, your support is essential for us taking the daily hope message of Jesus all around the world. So do that today. Send us a gift and let me send you a gift and you'll be grateful and so will we. God bless you. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thanks so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.